The idea of leadership has been around for millennia. It's an idea as old as civilization itself. The annals of history are filled with tales of great leaders, icons and visionaries who help their people and drive progress and change. Today's world is no different. Leaders abound in numerous industries, be it in politics, science or business, each with a unique set of skills and characteristics that make them stand apart from the crowd and the crowd to follow. Just what is it that makes a leader? What are those skills, those characteristics that define someone as leadership material? Let's find out. Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Business with MBSSA. I'm your host, Naveen Chater, and today we're going to be talking about leadership. You don't really need a title or that experience to become a leader in your day-to-day life, but when I do go through speaking about my experience as president, it will come across as having that title, but what is more important is the character and, and the person you are. That is Sanjeev Haikarwal, recent graduate, former MBSSA president, and today's guest on Let's Talk Business. I'll let him tell you a bit more about himself. I just finished a Master of Finance at the Melbourne Business School and that was a really intense but a really rewarding 18-month experience and I guess what I tell everybody is that I did all three of my exam periods in a lockdown and that is something I will remember going forward. But really, I guess, specific to my experience as a president, it was something that was very challenging but very rewarding. Sanjeev had a complicated task ahead of him as someone leading the MBSSA during a time of crisis, that is the current COVID-19 pandemic, and to create and foster an environment of progress that was susceptible to change at any time. What was really, really important was, I guess, two fundamental parts of being a leader in a time of crisis. And number one is planning and understanding that here is my vision for the next six months, the next 12 months or, or one year and understanding the goals and uh, certain achievements that you as a leader and you as part of a team want to uh, aim towards. But I think fundamentally, and one thing that we all learned very quickly, all of us who were on the committee in semester one, was that being reactive is the key part of being a successful leader right now in this crisis, COVID, pandemic, uh, call it what you will, era that we find ourselves in. Sanjeev's idea of leadership is fascinating. It's a combination of being proactive and reactive with a not-so-surprising third element. I think really the definition of a leader is someone in, in times of crisis and in times of need can show their character of being really empathetic and understanding but have conviction, resolve and confidence in the decisions that they make. But I think most importantly is this idea of sharing in your success with your team as equally as sharing in the mistakes you make as a team. And this really comes back to this very central idea of leadership being about having respect for your teammates, but also your teammates having respect for yourself. His idea of leadership reflects a 21st century ideology and a growing trend among businesses. Put your people first. The combination of empathy and respect for your workforce is a growing trend now among businesses, especially in light of the COVID-19 pandemic. In a time of crisis, which the past year and a half has felt constant, good, kind leadership has become more important than ever. A leader is not just someone who stands at the forefront. There's someone who can get down into the dirt with their people and support them from the ground up. And the way that I like to go about leadership with this idea of respect is building up professional and personal connections from day one. 
I think that is absolutely key as a leader. And I really think that is how mistakes become formative and how success becomes inspirational. People skills, however, is not the only thing that defines a leader. In an increasingly digital age, something that has also been hastened by the pandemic, a leader also needs to be aware of modern and future trends and incorporate those into their skill set. I think data um, is ultimately the way forward and the idea of these buzzwords of AI, blockchain, although not discreetly connected to leadership uh, in such a direct way, it is very important to understand, well, the actual clients or the community that I am leading, what is their perception to what we are doing as a collective? I can link back to being the president on MBSSA and understanding that the only way we could understand what the student body wanted was by collecting data, gathering information, using new survey platforms like Qualtrics, um, just to try to understand better, well, what does the community we are leading need? How can we incorporate that into our leadership style and into the plan and vision we had as a committee so that we can actually make that change? And that really only can grow as we grow and become more apt in technologies. It's safe to say then that a combination of people skills and technological literacy is key for those in leadership positions. Of course, there are many positions on that, the different styles and approaches to leadership. Leadership isn't static, nor should it be. Those in leadership positions need to be dynamic and flexible for their team and company. I think also this idea of not being too overarching is very critical to who I am as a person and what I want to achieve when I am working with a team is that idea of allowing my team to grow in a very supportive but challenging environment and I again I can link back to when I was president was really bringing an intensity to the committee because I wanted everyone to grow and develop really key skills in a time where it is hard to develop those skills in an online format so that is why we try to crank out about 18 events in the semester because we were really committed to I guess portraying and ensuring that every committee member felt that they were um, someone who was providing to a cause they believed in. So that is that idea of, you know, you can call it a more of a shepherding approach, but one where I like to really allow the team to achieve their best and their potential because at the end of the day, the best part of being a leader is growing together. And so that in the future, we can all rely on each other on any key skills or relationships that we have developed. So. It is that idea of, yes, you lead from the front, you put in the hard work, you show to your teammates and to the people you surround yourselves with is that I'm willing to go the distance. I hope we can all go the distance together, but ensuring that there is this idea of um, growth and respect among, amongst individuals is very key. There are situations where leaders have failed because their scope was too narrow. Conversely, there have been leaders who have performed admirably well because of the range of experience they have in various industries. Something interesting to consider, however, especially in the business world, is whether a company could function without actual leadership. A self-governance model, if you will. It's rare in the business world, but examples do exist, such as Valve's manager-free model, where employees are encouraged to take charge of their own projects. I would say leadership is needed. I would say that someone or a couple people or a collective of people to make those tougher calls to 
be that figurehead in times of crisis to inspire, to motivate and to challenge the status quo. So I think, yes, there definitely is a space um, for those leadership positions. But again, I do know that at times and, and it, it can be tough on people when people are put into positions where perhaps they aren't using the power to the best of their abilities. Perhaps um, there is a lot of issues with who are getting the position. So I can definitely say that perhaps there needs to be a, a different or more innovative model that is out there that can enable the leaders who are putting in the hard work and who are trying to guide you know, their vision in the right direction are put into these positions. Vision is absolutely essential for a leader, without which companies can struggle and fall apart. Just look at Marvel in the late 90s and early 2000s, bankrupt with most of its popular IPs such as Spider-Man and the Fantastic Four sold to make ends meet. It's a far cry from the multi-billion dollar company it is today, which can easily be attributed to the vision of its leadership. However, should there be situations where a company's bottom line and productivity supersedes a leader's vision? The idea of leadership is that there is no really hard or fast rulebook of, you know, which one to choose because it is that idea of balance. And the reason is because you need vision to have an overarching goal so that people and the team that you are working with can essentially all have something to aim and to strive for. And it is ultimately a vision that not only encompasses the person who created it, but it's encompassed the team they are working in, either the executive team or the wider uh, cohort of a team. But that vision also needs to be very, you know, to use a consulting term, client-centric in the way that it needs to accommodate to the people, you know, the company, the collective or the society is trying to uh, reach out to. So for us, when we were on MBSSA, it was the MBS students. The only way to be a good leader is to have a better team around you and is to have a team that will build you up, but a team that will also um, tell you when you aren't on the right path. Because, you know, I, I can speak to my own experiences, especially last semester, was that I was only able um, to hopefully be a good leader because I had such an incredible executive team around me and because I had such an incredible um, group of officers who worked very well together. but. Ultimately, it was that we also had a very receptive cohort of people um, who were students themselves. So I think that's also, in a bit of a tangent, you know, really key ingredients to being a good leader. One's team is pivotal in creating a workforce that is exceptional. Yet, that can be one of the complications of good leadership, in that someone loves the person who leads them more than the company they work for. Say you are a small business and you are the CEO, and everyone loves you and you've built up such a good relationship with everyone and then you leave and then another CEO comes in and then the workforce aren't as motivated, aren't as enthusiastic because they really were only working for that one figurehead, you know, then that becomes an issue. So that's why it is important really whatever organization or team or collective that you are in is to be able to essentially drive forward your vision in collaboration with what you're working towards. So what I mean by that is, as I was coming in as a leader, I love to build up personal and professional relationships. I really um, like to gain that respect from day one, but I also had to ensure that 
that respect was also towards the organization I was working for, which was the Melbourne Business School Student Society, which was uh, in collaboration with the Melbourne Business School, with FBE, with UniMelb. So I had to ensure that people were not only able to, you know, in, to put in layman's term, get along with myself, but also get along with what we were working towards. And I think that's a really important pairing. We've talked a bit about what makes a leader and what makes a good leader, but there's one topic that we haven't really touched on, which I think is pivotal to being a good leader, and that is charisma. Charisma can bring out people's you know, motivation, enthusiasm, you know, sometimes happiness, but it really does depend on who you are as a leader because you know, some leaders may not be the most charismatic in the world, but they are just really good at what they do. They're just really good at what tasks are in front of them and how to build very high functioning teams. But I guess just speaking to my own personality and, and I guess my own experiences is I really do like the idea of being charismatic in a way where I'm understanding of people and I'm building first and foremost those personal relationships um, because over time those professional relationships do develop. So. Charisma is important for those ideas of when you are wanting to put forward your vision, when you are having to do speech, speeches in front of people, when you are presenting in front of people, it is important how you, you convey yourself. It is important to um, show energy, show motivation, because uh, from my own, I guess, opinion, that is a, a really strong way of building up rapport, building up a team uh, community and building up a team spirit. Just to take it into more of a real world experience for a bit, how would you say your leadership experience helped you find a job? One of the most common questions is, can you show me a time where you've had to lead? And if you have been in a more, I'd call it defined leadership position, perhaps on a society, um, perhaps in some part-time role, it can be quite easy to draw off that experience because you had that title, so to speak. But ultimately, as I have been trying to allude to throughout this uh, this talk, is that leading can really come out in any form, regardless of if you have a title or not. And that's the beauty about interviews and the way we are progressing forward in this more dynamic workforce is that People aren't just looking for leaders who say have had a president role or who have been a vice president or who've been a director. They're looking for people who can show leadership in new, new and unique ways. And I think what is awesome is our cohort, especially in the past 18 months, have all been leading because we've all had to switch to an online setting at university, an online setting at work, um, but still working and studying hard, still trying to maintain personal connections, still trying to get those good grades, still trying to look for jobs, still trying to apply for committees. It's Those are aspects of leaders, that grit, determination, that resilience. And you can really easily leapfrog the idea of leadership into those other skills and present that to people um, in a really thought out manner. And that is how leadership becomes what it is. And I guess for me, you know, I definitely have been fortunate to, to come into those leadership positions. But what was, I guess, more um, rewarding was this idea that I really worked hard to get there. I, I definitely put in a lot of hours. Um, you had to sacrifice quite a lot to, to get to those positions by upskilling yourself, by uh, working and studying hard, uh, by this idea of networking. So it, it sometimes isn't easy. And, and sometimes you won't get that position. I've applied to many things where I haven't got them before and it can be deflating. Um, it can be disappointing, but ultimately, as I said, you don't need to show 
leadership so directly but if you are resilient and always persisting and ongoing and never giving up then that is really how you are and can be the best leader that's a lot of work although pretty standard for someone trying to find work post graduation how do you prevent yourself from burning out do you have any thoughts on how to keep from being mentally exhausted perhaps some tips for current students who are listening in i can definitely say it has impacted me finishing university and coming out of that 18 month of a vortex of study of uh, managing stress of leading of applying to jobs it can become very very difficult and it can be hard to just remain focused but one thing i've always had is this idea of never giving up and staying resilient and that is all well and good in the moment but as soon as say you graduate and you have some time off to reflect it really can bring the sense of a burnout which is exactly what i experienced and i am still trying to recover from that 18 months or 4 or 5 years at university because i did push myself a lot and i thought that was a really um really the best way forward to kind of get to where i wanted to go but what i'm realizing now over time every day every minute is that you have to take time for yourself you have to um do those little things that can ensure that you aren't burning out because being at that high octane all the time is not good for anybody and if you want to remain a level-headed leader if you want to remain someone who is energetic you need to take the time for yourself and um that is what i've been trying to do more and more often now and as i start a new job it is very easy for me and and i really want to get into it you know try to do all these many different things try to do the best that i can and i certainly will do but you sometimes need to take that step back to acknowledge that okay it is okay if i don't go for that opportunity this time around because opportunities will always be present and i think that is a very defining quality um of a leader not saying that i have this quality right now in in any shape or form but being able to recognize when to give up opportunities and and when to take time for yourself because having this idea that an opportunity will always be present is is and can be liberating and something i'm trying to work towards a little bit more but you know such a such a key and critical concept right now because as we come through in and out of lockdowns um and that can sometimes i guess damper people's moods um and people's plans and visions for the future uh, and i even look to people starting semester 2 a lot of you guys started in a lockdown so it it is a very evolving situation but i think it is so critical and if there's one thing to get out of this is to please do take time for yourself so that you don't burn out and if things aren't going your way if you're not getting those positions um just always note that you should just never give up because um opportunities will always come but they can only come if you are um keeping an eye on yourself keeping aware of your health both mental and physical well there you have it that brings us to the end of the first episode of let's talk business with mbs to say where we talked about leadership with sanjeev hakawal the former president of the MBSSA Thank you so much for allowing me to come and talk on perhaps one of the first podcasts that MBSSA has ever done and a real true testament to yourself and the team in that innovating and forward-looking um concept of doing a podcast online medium uh I'm always just happy to I guess uh, provide my own insights because I have gone through you know both struggles and successes equally so i think it's really important to in my mind to give back and i always am someone who really likes to help people grow and achieve and hopefully 
through this talk, we can, um, you know, make some things happen. So thank you very much, Naveen. I really do appreciate it.